You're thinking of stopping, aren't you? You and Rory. The traveling is starting to feel like running away. I'm not running away from things. I'm running to them before they flare and fade forever. when you travel alone for too long. I recommended we treat this as a hostile incursion. So, how much trouble are we in? Out of ten. Eleven. We can end this right now. We can save everyone right now. This is not how we roll, and you know it. You've just witnessed your own future. Our best hope now is each other. Amen! <laughs> Welcome to Time for 13, a Doctor Who podcast. We are here to talk about Series 7, uh, but we're going to do things a little bit differently. Uh, before we get into that, let me let me introduce my co-host, as always. Welcome, Rob. Hey, what's going on? Hey, glad to have you here. Uh, so uh, we, we talked about this and, and realizing what's coming, we decided we're going to split Series 7 into two parts. Uh, we're going to do... Uh, Everything up until the pawns leave uh, today on this episode, uh, and then we're going to do everything else there because in the next one is where the fiftieth shows up. So it became it, we're looking at what we, we would have to talk about. We realized if we did it all in one, it would probably end up being like a three-hour episode. It and we was decided, too much. Uh, yes, yeah, too much. We're we're taking pity on your ears, <laughs> so we're going to do it in two parts. And if you decide you want to listen to it together, hey, that go for it. Excellent. Uh, but for the rest, you know, we're we're, we're uh, Trying to give show you a little bit of mercy, like a down. Oh wow, a little wow! Look at that. See, foreshadowing that. there. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so yeah, uh, you said you wanted to talk about a little bit about the uh, the news that's been coming. So out. cool you stuff on the news. news. Um, the premiere was apparently yesterday. I think uh, depends on time zones where we are. Um, yeah. and uh, um, interesting, very very positive reviews so far. Um, right. Good, incredibly. I had not. I've been sort of trying to keep myself clear. Well, no, no. I, and I and actually, well, this is good. Nobody, nobody said anything. The only two things good. that came out of it was a lot of people calling it as good, if not better than the 11th hour Oh, as a first doctor high story, praise. which that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's high. And there is a rumor, which this is not, and this isn't, and, and this, nobody said really anything that it, that this episode begins very unusually. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so apparently no title sequence, which, um, again, brilliant move. Uh, again, if you want to get people back for that second right. week. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, so it's, it's like uh, they're not going to give you everything right all up front. That's interesting. Exactly. I, I saw the uh, – I just put out a video today. I was I was trying to track it down, but I, I, could, I only could find the first like minute or two that they put on Instagram. Um, they took a cue from uh, Jimmy Fallon, and they had people – talking to the camera about how much it means to them that Jodie Whittaker is taking over the 13th doctor and has to, it's a woman as the doctor and all this kind of stuff. And she's backstage listening and then comes out and surprises them. Oh, nice. That. And so I was like, I was trying to find the whole video and I couldn't find it yet. So it's, it's, it's out there somewhere. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing the whole thing. Uh, you know, oh, very cool. They're doing like, Hey, Oh, that's awesome. They're doing, they're doing fun stuff. Well, I don't know it. Uh, Sheffield, I guess is the town where the, where the premiere was done uh, last night. And, um, the one picture I saw, which looked too good to be real, it was her in full outfit along with like 
15 oh, cosplayers. I saw that. I saw it. Yeah. yeah that and it looked really like that they were all really there. Yeah. It was like, that's crazy. Right. And yeah, and she's, and she, yeah, that's right. She was in the full outfit too. So it wasn't even like it was a part of the promotional thing. So it, and it did not look like a stand up. It wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't yeah, like a cardboard stand up. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, obviously, look, there's a lot, there's a lot riding on yeah. this and there's a lot of investment and you got to bring the hype machine to uh to a frothy uh peak yeah. so this is it yeah but i don't i don't feel besieged by it you know like no. a, it's like i think they're doing a nice job of like putting out a steady stream of just interesting stuff uh the new trailer came out and we got to see a little bit of the companions companions right. plural which is also going to be interesting well the only thing i really it was really interesting to hear chibnall um in an interview had talked about how how cognizant he is of the of the competition oh. you know he's like Look, we're up against YouTube, we're up against Netflix, oh, Hulu, yeah. all of these different things. He goes, we have to create a show that competes among all of that. Wow, that's true. I mean, he's absolutely right. Oh, yeah. So there we go. So we're excited. Good. Yeah, it's going to be good. And they're, they're doing a, a theatrical thing, too. So they're actually, I saw, I was looking through the listings, and all of a sudden there's like, it's. Uh, I think it's on the Wednesday after their premiere. The premiere's on uh, will be on Sunday, uh, and then Wednesday you can go to the movie theater and watch like sort of I don't know if it's an expanded version, but probably they'll have some behind the scenes stuff like they like to do. Oh, cool! That's the future. Let's talk about the past. Oh yes, <laughs> with a groan of resentment. Yeah, so mm. we're going to talk about series seven. So we're we'll be talking uh, from uh, the Christmas special all the way up through uh, Angels Take Manhattan, uh, and then we'll we'll. We'll put a pause there and then we'll pick it up in the next episode. With Mercifully, that. we will end there. <laughs> this is a good break. So before that, uh, well, I guess I'm not sure chronologically where it fits, I, but uh, what they have a, a mini episode that is available. I don't know. You can see this online. You can see it as, as part of the extras on the, on iTunes and things uh, called Pond Life, which was written by new showrunner Chris Chibnall. And it talks about like basically what the ponds have been doing since the doctor left them. Uh, just these sort of short little vignettes. Uh, about um, doing it. And one of the things I thought was kind of neat is that in one of them, you get to hear a message left on uh, Amy's machine about her upcoming eye appointment. And then later on, you see she's now wearing glasses. I was like, oh, that was a nice little... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> a little, you know, planning for the future there, too. Uh, plus, we have a little bit of an ood. Uh, and then uh, at, by the end of it, uh, it looks like that something uh, terrible has gone wrong with their marriage, which they, you see later on. Oh, there's also... The, uh, uh, the, ood, the ood and the loo? Uh, yeah, that's right. The Lou. That's right. Uh, there also was another mini episode they did. Uh, I guess it was a, a charity thing. I'm not sure if it was. Oh, I forgot what's if it was the normal one or something. But it was is a little bit of contradictory stuff. They, I guess it was written by uh, a group of, of kids, uh, and the idea is that the guy who's carrying the Olympic torch uh, in the in the it's, it oh. runs into the TARDIS because he's being chased by a weeping angel, and so it's like yeah. and it was like it's 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 silly and it's fun and stuff too, but. But wait, oh, haven't no, we, you come on, stop this already. No. Like, we, but they're already the doctor carried the torch in the same Olympics. Like, yeah, <laughs> isn't he already there? Like, <laughs> it's already there. And here's the deal: when you, it's the episode's yes. called "Good as Gold." It, it is. It is okay. You know, when you're watching a show and there's ridiculously cheesy product placement, <laughs> this is what you call event placement. <laughs> That's true, because you know, it's, Olympic fever yeah. is not just an American thing. It grips every country. No. Then the time comes around, and so they had to do something. I guess. Yeah. Once again, the weeping angel. He loves his weeping angels. Uh, but uh, before we get that uh, into that, so those are a couple little side things. Uh, so before that, we have our Christmas special, which is called "The Doctor, the Ward, the Widow, and the Wardrobe," aka. The others in the forest. Oh, okay. Or or lazy Sunday. 
<laughs> okay. There's a there is a, a pre- which is the Narnia, which I, I get I get the I get the Narnia hook in there with if you ever seen Lazy Sunday. I mean, yeah. if you're watching this and you have not seen the Saturday Night Live short Lazy oh, Sunday, yes. please it, stop. It is the thing that, Go that, find that it. Created all of the digital shorts that the SNL did. Yeah, actually, just, that is the one you can buy. Like you go into iTunes, like for like two bucks or whatever, you can buy it. And I, I think it's worth it because it's really it's really really funny. Still, oh, it's it's fantastic. You got Red Vine and Mr. Pib. You got all, it all. Yeah. But anyway, There's a little prequel no, to no, this just, too uh, that they just have a, that leads into it too. Uh, but then we get into that. Um, I don't know this one. It's it's not it's not one that I. Uh, it's not a Christmas tradition. I'll say that the heart's in the right place. I mean, I really like that. Like, you really like the the dad's gone at Christmas time. The doctor is the as the sort of the nanny doing the Mary Poppins sort of thing. Uh, it's nice, but it's a lame villain and <laughs> oh, it's scary it's trees ridiculous. with glowing orbs, and it's just it's just not scary. That much it's like it's. I almost wanted to. Well, okay, you know what? Here, here's another alternate title. You know, uh, group Groot's grandparents <laughs> come to town, right? Like, I mean, it's, okay. Here's here's the problem with this yeah. episode. Now, so I've said this before about a few episodes. I skipped this episode when it originally came oh, out. Oh, did you? Okay. Because all, I was like, I don't want to see a Narnia ripoff. <laughs> it's not interesting. When I started watching it, I was like, wow. Okay, Matt Smith when he's zany with yes. kids, very enjoyable yes. to watch. So that's cool. I didn't know if the the woman who plays um, the mother is a big name. Like, you know, again, the Christmas special yeah, with a, a special good, guest yeah. star. Yeah, I don't know enough about her, but she was perfectly fine. I mean, night fine acting. The issue is, okay, it is more the, the Others. and The Others is a semi-horror mm-hmm. film starring Nicole Kidman. Again, another film you should mm-hmm. watch. It's really more that than it is Chronicles of Narnia. The only thing about Chronicles of Narnia it has in this is the wardrobe and you walk through it. That's it. Yeah, I know. For the, for the title, it sort of gets you thinking one way. And- it, yeah, and, it's, and it really isn't. I mean, it is really something else. You know, and I had kind of had a laugh. That I kind of thought about this for a Christmas special. It's one of the first Christmas specials where the three kings show up <laughs> because the three people who are part of the company that's oh. getting ready to tear down the trees. They, they had a very Magi sort of like feel to them, that's which true. I thought was yeah, funny. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but that's true. But here's the thing. This whole entire episode, when you watch mm-hmm. it, it feels really mm-hmm. short and it is simply an emotional buildup to the last five yes. minutes. Yeah. That's the only purpose of this, of this and episode. I didn't think they really earned it. Like, nope. I mean, like it, it's, it's, it's nice and it's sweet and, you know, like they, he brings dad home for Christmas and stuff too. And it's, you know, it's schmaltzy and stuff too, but it was for all the stuff you had to go through of the, wooden king wandering through and yeah yeah there's not one of, not one of the but, finest hours but yet sadly still not the worst admit, christmas special <laughs> still not the, well probably not the worst christmas it's special still coming and and sadly the, but no i will say like i really got touched by at the end where they tell the doctor we always set a plate we always set a plate for yeah. you i mean that was re- again the last five minutes amazing mm-hmm. it sets up the entire you know what's to yeah. come yeah it took it just took you 55 minutes yeah. to get there yeah. yeah yeah a bit over long but yeah you know it's like i guess the christmas ones maybe are the are, are harder to write than the, just a regular episode but of course that we're going to see that uh, the writing doctor who <laughs> is becoming increasingly difficult <laughs> um. yeah so let's get into it so okay so we got now our first proper episode uh, after we had pond life and there is and uh this is uh episode one of season seven asylum of the daleks aka one flew over the souffle nest. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. I, I like mean, really. That. I mean, you could like that. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't not have a one floor of the cuckoo's nest reference on this one. 
Yeah. Okay. So there is a there is a prequel to this, and the prequel is legitimately great. Like it's almost is a is a crime that is not part of the episode because there's so much good stuff in there about the doctor and he gets visited by someone like he is there's a psychic link and this person is telling him where he needs to go and he's intrigued and yet offended that he's he's being mind manipulated and it's it's, it's all right. really well shot and stuff too and then you get into the uh, asylum of the daleks and there's like and of course there's all the daleks you could possibly want like pretty much every model of dalek is there in the the big parliament of daleks which is another great turn of phrase uh and, there, and there's some and then we have amy and roy are fighting and the doctor's trying to save the 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 daleks whatever and do that but really what it comes down and it's and, it, and for a dalek episode is a really solid episode they've had some really clunkers when the daleks are involved this is a really solid dalek episode for the and stuff but the big deal about this episode is the fact they kept the secret <laughs> yes because by yes. this point we fans knew that the pawns were leaving. We knew that both of them were going and there was a new companion coming and they actually had announced that it's like this, this actress, like it's Jenna, like here, here she is. And she's going to be the new companion coming on. We're like, Oh, okay, great. And then she freaking shows up in the first episode and nobody knew that this, they actually managed to keep this a secret. And like, so we all turned on the episode and went, wait, but that's her. That's that's the new companion. They're like, is that happening now? Are they getting rid of the pawns now? Like, and then she dies. <laughs> What's crazy is okay. Remember watching this for the yeah. first time? Yeah, you're you're literally blown yes. away. What I still cannot get over is how did they keep that I a secret? Don't know. I even I, even reading online, they were like they they managed to like get all the press to be cool, <laughs> all the BBC press to be like, guys, seriously. Well, the people who went to the preview, yeah. Everyone didn't say anything. That's amazing. And it really, yeah, right. From from that point on, like that was that's that's you know like basically you know saying to the press just for a week, just keep it secret for a week. And obviously that that is happening right now. Like there there is a press out there who knows stuff that they need to keep actually for more than a week till it shows up. But yeah, the, then I, I can see production wise that her stuff is all shot separately. So. You know, if they had a small crew and they shot her away from everything else, and then only the editors and stuff would really see her actual. Stuff. Well, no, that's that's probably how they. Do. Well, it's like it's like nobody knows Darth Vader's voice until the movie plays. That's right? right. Yeah, because yeah, there was actually David Prowse was actually talking. <laughs> he's talking to it. who? Yeah, I mean, he's basically just talking to a voice in a really so, British accent. Tear right. the ship apart until you found those plans. Exactly. If you if you get there's there's some rare footage out there. I know we're diverging, but if you, for Star Wars fans, you, if you can find some footage of actually what he sounded like, it was pretty interesting to hear what what Carrie Fisher was reacting to. That's not what you're. It's not what you're used to. Yeah, but yeah, I I, I think as I, I mean obviously, like I said, the Daleks uh, tend to be a little bit, but. This is, I think, a, a good spin on them. Like him wandering around, uh, Rory wandering around under there and eggs, eggs. That was really, <laughs> that was a nice little <laughs> bit they did. Uh, and all the, the different delusions they're having and the humans taken over, being uh, solely turned into Daleks. Yeah, I thought there's, some, there's some really cool, fun, creepy stuff going on in this episode. And also the doctor trying to get Amy and Rory back together at, while he's trying to save the world. Okay, so, so here's what I'm going to say. Okay. I disagree. Oh, do you? Okay. <laughs> No, here's why <laughs> being super dramatic. Okay, so I have a problem with this whole se- this whole season, the the whole first part of series seven. Okay, number one. Yeah. So little little programming note, mm-hmm. um, production note, I should say. So they've tweaked the credits. They cre- they cre- they they tweak the title sequence. Mm-hmm. They tweak the music. It's darker. It's gloomier. They did a weird thing, and part of this is if you if you go back and read up about what happened. Basically, Moffat thought he got such 
negative feedback about the big expansive story arcs of the previous series. Hmm. And, and specifically the people who were upset with the let's kill Hitler episode, specifically the title. He went and told the writers before this season that, and this is based on reports that we are going to move towards a singular episode story arc that he wanted to be cinematic. Hmm, okay. And if you remember these episodes, when this season premiered, Every single episode, they literally made like a movie poster oh, yes. for each episode. Yes. And and they changed the title sequence for each episode as well. Every the logo yeah. appears. Now here's the problem I have. One, I like I like the title sequence the way it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the title sequence. I'm fine with, and we'll talk about this as we get to, to Capaldi. I'm fine with with the occasional change of it to kind of for the holidays or something else. But I really think the title sequence should stay the same for a particular doc. Hmm, okay. That is just an old thing I used to have. Now, I just don't like the way it looks because it's it looks like it's done with MS Paint. So it's not <laughs> very well done. I don't like the new take on it. I don't know why they messed around with it. Um, I even don't even like the music. But I will tell you this. The non-starter for me on this episode was uh, they broke up. Because, and now she's a model. I and know. she's not just a model. She's a bitchy model. Uh. And... <laughs> He's like it. And then, and even the resolution of you find out like, oh, it's cause I can't have kids anymore. Well, yeah, because of what they did to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Especially doing that kind of stuff off screen is always, no. always it just, I know, especially after the, after the last two series, right. And then no, you don't do that to Amy and Rory fought through for each other and, you know, stood and by the each other. 2000 years. Yeah. Come on. Nah. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this dialect parliament. Mm-hmm. The dialects vote on things. <laughs> <laughs> they don't vote on anything. No, it's, just, it's, 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 uh, it's team building. Every vote. No, every Obviously, vote ends with extra exterminate. Well, sure. It looks like, it's like, <laughs> Who votes for exterminate? <laughs> no, I. You know, seriously, like obviously they can't do trust falls, but they could do some some light improv, some role playing stuff. Like, okay, you see the doctor. What do you do? Exterminate. Excellent. Next. The only the only thing that I loved was when he says, "I'm going to fix you," and then there's the moment where they're having the conversation, and sh- and she. I will say this: this I remember it the first time I watched it. I loved it again seeing it. Mm-hmm. She goes, "You know, fixing our relationship is not like you tying your bow tie." And the scene where they're actually having the conversation, they actually are fixing their, repairing their relationship. And it cuts to the scene of him walking past the camera and adjusting his bow tie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, I, and I smile every time at that scene yeah. and the rest of it. And then I don't care. <laughs> I still think it's a solid episode. I mean, of, of these ones, I, it's, it's exciting and, and different and, it's it's there's enough creepy stuff going on that's new that yeah. you're not and I you know I'll, I'll take I'll take a, a bad Dalek episode or over a good where'd you get the eggs any day nah eh, where'd you get the eggs where's the where's the egg <laughs> where's the uh, eggs eggs nah. eggs all right so let's move on then to uh, <laughs> one of the silliest episodes they've ever done especially for him uh, episode two dinosaurs on a spaceship AKA D- dinosaurs on a spaceship <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Dude, that is the that is the alternate title. <laughs> or or okay, wait, I do, okay, or let me fix it. The League of Extraordinary Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's true. It is assembling people from from history and putting them together. Uh, there we go. That's that was. The, I mean, I can't improve on that. That's that's already perfect. This is a a, a Chris Chibnall script as well. We have the the Silurians back. Uh, I like. 
some of this. I, I like the um, blender aspect of it. I like just the sheer audaciousness of Silurians, dinosaurs, spaceship. You have uh, Cleopatra. You have, I mean, like you have all of this stuff just all thrown together and, and, and Doctor has to figure this out. And of course, we have another Harry Potter cameo. We'll see, we see David Bradley show up um, and who eventually will go on to play a very important role uh, in, in Doctor Who lore. Don't you think this is a great preview of Chris Chibnall as the showrunner? Uh, maybe. Maybe I mean like really? I say, okay, because it is, I, I say it's not the, I, I wouldn't say it's not the best constructed episode like it's not it doesn't have like that you know the art the Rusty Davies thing of like a very like very tight story or the Moffat thing of like it's all weirder than it makes sense when you look at it from a timey wimey perspective that's what I know that's what I mean like I get the feeling even from what you've seen of the trailers of the new show and the and the art they've produced he is fully on. Things that you don't like, you hear that dinosaurs on a spaceship. Uh-huh. How do those two things go together? Right. And sure enough, you're going to find out. Yeah. I mean, and I think, and I think that that's kind of cool. And plus, you know, the big emphasis on relationships, especially with, with Brian, Rory's dad mm-hmm. and the, and oh, the yeah, humor. Yeah. I forgot about that. For, yeah, Rory's dad. I didn't mention that too. Yeah. He's, yeah, the, he's a fun character in there too. No, the humor is excellent. I thought the effects were um, in some spots not great, but in some other spots surprisingly good. Well, a lot of that is because uh, at the time they had a dinosaur show on the air that was called Primeval. So the BBC uh, had a, a a show that they had, so they basically just like, hey, we've got these assets already in the computer. <laughs> so they didn't really have to make a whole lot of stuff. They just like basically copy paste email. <laughs> Interesting. So they used a lot of the stuff from them. Like, hey, we already got it. Why not? Huh? Because you know that's well, it is. always out to save a buck. So it is. Um, no. So I mean, this is a fun episode. That's I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Oh yes. And yes. you could say a lot of things. I mean, the the whole little uh, the sidekick robots. The that you know <laughs> yeah. are there for a lot of comic relief that are very funny. Yeah. Um, David Bradley's character. But I'll tell you this: the overall thing is, it's although it's funny and although it's absurd. It's a really dark episode in disguise with an exceptionally dark ending. Yes, very true. And I think that surprised me. Like, wow, he, he, uh, once again, the doctor pulls a, he, he kills the dude basically. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. That is that, does he allow them to die? Does he actually, you know? Oh no, he, he basically, he sets it up where, yeah, this is what's going to happen to you. Done. Yeah. Um, And also Queen Nefertiti is a very amusing part of this episode. And I wonder how what happens to the the John Riddle. What's John Riddle is the big game hunter guy. Yeah, I mean, you there's an uh, interesting illusion at the end of the episode. <laughs> it's true. I know. It's like it's, I, I like when they do this kind of stuff. I like coming in late into the story, like that there already no, has I, been stuff happening. Okay. And like, like you know, it's, it's like they don't make a big deal of how did Cleopatra come along the way. It's just like oh yeah, and also Cleopatra's here. <laughs> yeah, this is okay. Very very interesting. But yeah. you know, kind of. But again, dark stuff. I mean, this the whole Silurian arc. Yeah. Well, Slurians are dark by nature. I mean, oh, like course, yeah. every time they showed up, except when uh, when they're solving crimes in uh, 19th century London. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, no, I mean, I actually, uh, I because of a lot of the high points, this is a better episode than it deserves to be on paper. Very true. This sounds like a a comic book, like that, like they're gonna do a comic of like, the fact they actually did this in live action is sort of like, well, okay, they've they've reached a point where they can be like, and we're also doing dinosaurs on a spaceship, and they go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Green light. Go find your dinosaurs. And Rory's dad. Rory's dad Rory's is adorable. Dad. Yeah, Rory's, Rory's dad. dad's adorable. Yeah. Um, all right, so then uh, moving on to episode three, A Town Called Mercy, a.k.a. The Quick and the RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal. 
uh, The Quick and the Dead uh-huh. is a movie from the 90s that if you haven't seen, you should see. Here's why. It's It's got Leonardo DiCaprio, Sharon Stone, Russell Crowe, Gene Hackman, and Gary Sinise in it. Yep. If that hasn't piqued your interest, <laughs> go see it. Go get it somehow. It's ridiculous. It ridiculous. It is, but it's one of, it's one of my all-time favorite westerns just because oh, it is really? so insane. Yeah, it's because it, it's nuts. It's Well, that's kind of how this Yeah, <laughs> this something I don't understand. This I episode. could go on and on about that movie, but I won't. I don't. But yeah, it's Town of Mercy. They have, it's a very weird prequel. They have a yeah. prequel, but it's kind of a sequel, but it's called The Making of the Gunslinger, which makes you think that it's a making of the episode, but it's not. It's sort of like almost a promotional video for the company that made the the cyborg that's in the episode. Oh. Very odd. It's sort of like almost like a, a, a Cyberdyne commercial. Oh, interesting. Okay. I, I knew it existed, but I hadn't watched it. And then when we were when I getting ready for this, I watched it and went, oh, this is not at all what I expected it to be. I really thought it was going to be like them walking around in their spurs talking about, it was great to be in a Western. I loved it. So interesting. So, I mean, look at, I mean, it's done well. I mean, it's just so weird. I mean, the story just seems odd and then you you get where it's going Mm -hmm. but i'll tell you this i just marvel at the set and the prop people yeah and in fact they they shot this all in spain okay that's that's even more amazing then yeah like apparently they have a whole western town built in spain that they can go and shoot stuff in it it literally looks like they were in arizona like it's that's incredibly well done like (laughs) okay great yeah and uh and i gotta do a special shout out to my man ben browder as a, as a role in here, he's uh, known to many fans as John Crichton from Farscape. Uh, he's oh. in I also and, and I have met him in real life, and he is just as nice of a dude uh, as you'd hope. Uh, he also and, – and for those who are not Farscape fans, he was also had a cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. He was uh, like Aisha's uh, right-hand man, so he's gold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a cool dude. Yeah, it's, it's a fun episode. I mean, like, you know, the doctor in a Western, he gets put on his Stetson again and doesn't have River shoot it off his head. We get, we uh, we sort of bring back the the doctor's guilt and the time war and all that stuff now that we had, because that'll be important, you know, when we get to the 50th. That's a major part of it. Uh, so that we haven't talked about the time war in a while in the episodes. Right. So that's, that's, they're sort of bringing that back around again, too. But, you know, the doctor in a Western, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's fun. It's pretty it- slight. It's a, yeah. I mean, and interesting. He they do have the continued care, the continued development of the Doctor as where Amy's like, wow, you know, you're you, again. This is why you shouldn't travel alone, right? Yeah, you kind of get that. But I will say the ending. He he, he basically has he. Okay, I'm going to say it. He basically uh-huh. causes the guy to take his own life. <laughs> yeah, he kills yeah. him again. Kind yeah. of dark ending. It's it's again the doctor sort of like uh, hmm going down an interesting path and yeah and we're 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 getting up to a major uh, you know transition in his exactly life, exactly know, that their things are really getting dark for him or that he's he's sort of leading towards that way but yeah it's a yeah I'm talking about it's 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 I would say it's it's not the most memorable episode but uh, it's pretty don't solid you, uh, don't you wish that uh the guy the scientist dude mm. uh don't you wish his uh his ship didn't look like uh mork from orc <laughs> dude, it's a big egg like it's an egg literally an egg <laughs> it's like it's like they spent a lot of time designing the cyborg his soldier you know with all his weapons up too and they like, had to make it had to make a wild west town uh, like, what, what do you got know, for the like, ship uh, egg there you go i got Sir, this egg make, make it look like that all right gotcha <laughs>
You can't spread it out evenly, you know. <laughs> I know, no, that totally cracked me up. They're like, oh, today, okay. <laughs> it's like that's right. I, I learned that in my time in theater too. Like you can make this thing look fantastic, or you can make two things look okay. Uh, there you go. All right, there we go. Uh, all right, so oh. let's move on to then to episode four, the power of three, aka the three flatliners. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is a weird one. Oh. I guess it's, uh, this seems like, was this a budget thing? I don't know. It was, it was, I, I get the, having the doctor in a domestic situation. So it, it's sort of like they were trying to do like the lodger, but it's not nearly as fun and you don't have a James Corden to like really carry it over. So well, it's. Okay. But here's an invasion. And this is another Chris Chibnall story, right? Yes, it is. Okay. So again, really creative idea. Mm-hmm. One day everyone wakes up, there's black cubes everywhere. Yeah. Mm, okay. St- stop. They they all just appear like I just still miss this. They all just appeared literally over the entire earth. Yeah. Yeah. And just, nobody and, knows where they came from. Not even like falling. They were just sitting places. So wait a minute. The earth is round, although it's nighttime in one part, in the other part it's day. So did they ever address like so like in Times Square, all of a sudden just cubes just appeared? Mm-hmm. Uh, come on. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things where they, it, it was more about getting to the, the big idea at the end. Than well, they, no, and I, okay. And then, and then, and then like, if that did happen, mm-hmm. like literally everyone was like, Oh, well, I'm going to make these pets. I'm going to lose them as paper. Like <laughs> what? Do uh, you think, you think they would just have a big place where everybody just turns them in? Yes. People, we don't know what these are, but we need to get them out of here. Right. <laughs> we don't want them in the house. I mean, that just, I, okay. Yeah. But, we do have a, but here's what's the good part. Kate Stewart. Yes. Yes. Kate Stewart. So this is, this is, uh, this is why I love when doing these, these podcasts is that uh, you come across a such, such bizarre pieces of trivia. This is so weird to me. Okay. So her character was, this is the, like, was not, this is not the, her, the first appearance of Kate Stewart. This is the same person as by this actress playing her, but not this character. <laughs> the character of Kate Stewart originated in a 1995 direct video called Downtime that was a spinoff of Doctor Who that couldn't use any of the copyrighted Doctor Who stuff. Wow. But it has Sarah Jane in it. So it's like, it's kind of a Doctor Who story, but they weren't allowed to use any of the real, real Doctor Who stuff. So it was like, this is even farther away than, than like, than class. I mean, like it's for like, you know, or the Sarah Jane adventures, like it's further down the line, but it's this weird little drag. And I've, I had never heard of it before. I've never seen it. I guess it's out there, but apparently it got released, re-released on Blu-ray, but that was where the character of Kate Stewart as the, is it granddaughter? Yeah. It's granddaughter of uh, Lethbridge Stewart or is it daughter? Oh, I can't remember. Was it, no, his daughter. Is it supposed to be his daughter? Oh, his daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember his daughter or granddaughter. Yeah, so his yeah, so his daughter. So like that's the character was actually introduced there, and they just used her again. Like they brought her back with a different actress now in this. So it's like so downtime. So if you're a hardcore Doctor Who fan, try and seek out downtime. So that so so great. Okay, here's the deal. Well, that's okay, that's totally and it has the great intelligences in it too, but yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, I mean, she's great, and the actress who plays her is great, and we'll see her obviously again. So and we're it's, gonna it's, see her a lot. Yeah, yeah, she's fun. And the brigadier is awesome. Yep. Um, we know that he's died. I don't know if we mentioned that actually. There's a oh yeah, no, no, it's true. In the last series, it was the last series. There's a little uh, mention of that where the doctor calls a nursing home where he's at, 
yeah. and they basically tell him, oh, no, he's passed away. Right. And the Brigadier, huge part of of the third doctor and the fourth mm-hmm. doctor and the fifth doctor. So if you've ever seen those episodes, I mean, he's wonderful. Nicholas Courtney, great, oh, great yeah, actor. Great. Did a and I think he, he was in the he was in the five doctors. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. So no, she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nice to see Unit sort of like now more benevolent than we've seen them in the past. Not quite as. No, she's bringing she's bringing it a level-headed science background. You know, think about what you're doing. Attitude to Unit. So that's great. Yep. I do like one thing. I and again, this is Chibnall, and I think this is what we're going to see. I think you're getting a little preview of. I like when they show something you haven't seen before. The yes. the conundrum of the of the life of a companion. Yeah. What do I do? How do right. I have these two lives and and how do you pick and how do you choose and what does it make for your life on earth? Yeah. That the, the part of the, 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 the plot part of this story, ugh, I don't really care. <laughs> However, yeah. Yeah. the character the development, monster or whatever, right. <laughs> the character development actually very entertaining and a really important part of the overall show's arc story arc of this series and beyond. Yeah. Cause we're, cause you know, even, even like as fans, as we're watching this, we know that, they're the ponds are leaving so we're all trying to f- to look ahead and figure out how it is they're going to do that looking for clues about how it is so are, just, are they just going to retire you know like what is going to be the way they're going to figure this out and so you can see them right. sort of like i don't think we could do this anymore and what are we going to do and then of course then the challenge will be like how do you get rid of possibly the most popular of companions like i don't, I don't right. like i don't know i don't they would i don't know how you'd rank that especially but i would say that they're easily in the top three. Oh, absolutely if i mean if you oh, I, I will just have the ponds together as as one as absolutely to, like, separating them out or whatever but i would say probably i don't know i, I guess would you think rose is still like the most popular companion uh, if I think if you took a poll of online audio, online audiences, they would think that would not be my first pick. But no, yeah. not my first pick either. But I think that would be, I think that would probably be the the one that most people would would go for of the modern the mo- of the reboot of the modern, series, yeah, yeah. two thousand five. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's yeah. it's Sarah Jane. <laughs> if you do like on the grand scheme of things, it has to be Sarah Jane. Obviously, River Song. Okay, uh, I think she's not a proper companion. Uh, except. I believe uh, you can't actually uh, qualify her as right uh, if she had, uh, I uh, love Clara. I <laughs> Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, we're not talking about Clara. Okay. Clara's gonna, we're we're going to be talking about Clara for like the next like 4 hours. I know, I know. This. sorry so about that. Sorry about, about that. Clara. Yes, 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 yes. So no, obviously well, it sets up is, the ghost of her is is in this because we we saw her die in this yeah, one. And how is that going to come back? So that's, that's but true. she'll have plenty of time. All right. No, this sets up. I think this is I as weird as the episode is, it does a good job of setting up what is obviously a swan song episode. And this, uh, this almost like feels like like a love and monsters kind of thing because it's like it's very simple, right? You can tell they did it was they have there's a lot of stuff going on, which is great, but it's you, you it's not like you know the big alien invasion traveling to another country kind of stuff that we're about to see um, as we move into episode five. The angels take Manhattan, aka. Ghostbusters 2.1, it's the Statue of Liberty, run. <laughs> or, 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 oh, oh, or, or, the Untouchables. Oh, oh I like that. Uh, right? good, yeah. There we now, go. If, if ever there was an episode that needed to be a two-parter, it's this. Oh, There's yeah, completely. There's so much going on in this episode. Oh, my God. It is packed full. But also, on, on the other side of the coin... This shows you how much you can do in one episode. Stop making unnecessary two-parters. Look what you can do in one episode. Same length of time. That's true. Now, I will tell you, though, 
when I first saw it. <laughs> yeah, there, is, there is quite the litmus test you have to pass very early on in this episode of like, well, because it's probably the most ridiculous thing Doctor Who has done since the reboot. The Statue, to, of, Liberty the Statue of Liberty is a, a weeping angel. It's insane. <laughs> like right then, it's just like, I think you probably had a, a good like 10% of fans went. <laughs> oh, dude, I literally, the first time I saw this, that's where that happens. I was like off. <laughs> off. I'm done. Now, okay, so we obviously we've been no we've because been, that's when Bill Murray, that's when Bill Murray comes out from the thing. Goes, oh, we're gonna take her down! Wow, <laughs> love is lifting yeah. me higher. <laughs> like, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, so we obviously we've been we've we're, we're Doctor Fans, and we've also been watching these episodes, uh, you know, recently over the last couple of months. Was there ever a part where they talked about the Weeping Angels and said that they infect statues? Nah, that's see that that's like new. all of a sudden they're they're talking about this like, well, yeah, of course. But it's like, when was that ever a thing? This was the great uh Borg Borg invasion uh of Wolf 359, where <laughs> they got the nanotechnology. Oh, right. All of a sudden, like, no, no, that's always been that way. No, what? it's totally it's they have i mean like okay this the episode has some really really good stuff and the and the fact that you have your your traditional angel which i thought it was just like that's what they looked like and they just like it's their whole quantum lock thing and they look they they just they turn into statues but they they look like angels but now it seems to be that they put they can like take over statues or they put themselves into statues because not only do we have we have the the babies the cherubs oh, you know which is fine fright, that's so frightening so creepy so creepy especially <laughs> the little giggle and the and like the giggle oh. and then the, i mean like they so, so and creepy. they can and they have breath but then when did that happen oh yeah that's true right <laughs> it's there like it's frozen then all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> i still know how we got out of that basement uh but uh so the, but then later in that same later on he the the bad guy the who's from uh, whose line is it anyway Mike he wakes up and the statue from across the street is there and it's the it's the 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 lady and her son right and it's like wait a minute <laughs> I how did they wh- why like why do they look like that I I, I it's no. and, and and also how, how is the statue of liberty I mean like if like it's, it feels like they cut out some exposition or something like that because. All of a sudden, now they can take over statues, like they took over the Statue of Liberty. How? That was never a part of their shtick. This is why I do not miss the angels when they announce that weeping angels are, are, are not coming back. It's like, yeah, they're done. They're done. Right, no, this is right. I mean, this is it. No, I mean, obviously, it's a weird. I mean, it's, it's Moffat. I mean, this is yeah. Moffat. <laughs> this is oh yeah, most, this is, this like, is the most yeah. Moffity you can get, Pure right? Uncut. Yeah, like just, just, right just, here. just deal with it like yeah. like that's what he would say just deal with it yeah like hey that's not why, do, why are there little cherub uh-huh. evil demon cherubs don't worry about it it's yeah. scary yeah. and it's frightening <laughs> that's right yeah like once you get past that if you uh-huh. can get past that this is a very oh it's a heartbreaking yeah serious yeah some episode great, of great river song stuff oh my god the, the moment Okay, the moment where she has to break herself free, yeah, and she's hiding the fact that her wrist is broken, yeah, it really powerful and interesting because of what's to come. So interesting that he has the ability to heal her. Yeah, we haven't seen that before, and also the fact that at this point, I think that they've figured out that this is his last regeneration. Yes, I mean that's gonna be obviously that's gonna be an important thing coming up in the next you know like ten episodes or whatever. But like they've already figured out that this like numerically 
this is the end for him. So it's like, the well, that's why I would just like bring it up. It's like, oh, well, well you, I thought it was interesting. If you want to, because you don't need it. Well, River, because, well, because River's reaction is you bastard, like, don't, you don't do that. Yeah. You don't have any of that to waste. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was really interesting because I wonder if he is teasing the IE because I think he already knew what he was going to do. I think so too. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, he had to because he was, this was, this was all in the process of writing. He had to, he had to be having the 50th anniversary figured out or even right. beyond that. Right. No, I thought that was really interesting and it's really well done. It's a great, it's a great moment. It is. I think, I think this is, this was great about this is, is having that be the last episode of, of sort of the, this combination, especially like we're, we'll see River again, but like we're never going to see. River and her and her parents and the doctor together like this. This right. is the last time the four of them will have an adventure like this. And all of them are so great in this episode. They are really, really a well-oiled machine by this point. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think I totally agree. I uh, know I think it's I think it's great. I think there's the well, and then I mean like be, behind behind all of the, the 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 what gets us to the final act. Yeah. The, you know, you I, I will say watching it again, I'm still you're still like, oh, you you get sickened when you see the whole old Rory in the bed. Right. And you're like, oh, and then and then the decision they make. Yeah. Of, like he's gonna like you have to push me off. I can't do it myself. And then she's like, well, no, we're gonna do this together because this we do everything together. So oh. if we're not going to, I can like, and the two of them up there and the doctor trying to stop him. And yeah, it's like, it's so, it's so good. And then you think you're safe. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> they come back and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Isn't this their last episode? How are they going to, like, they're going to, are they going to retire? Cause that's, I mean, so this is the thing. Moffat had a nearly impossible task because these, they were so popular and so beloved that how do you do this without doing what they did to Donna? Yeah, Russell T Davies, right? Or right. or having or like alternate universe with with Rose. I mean, like, how do you get these companions who like have been have been so their lives are so wrapped up in the Doctors? You know, like with Amelia Pond uh, being right from when she was a kid. How do you? She would never just never see him again. Never just like retire. How do you get them out of that? It's like oh, you bring it back to the Angels and like have it a time lock essentially that. It's set up that he can never see them again, right. uh, but but they still but they don't die, so they ha- they have a happy ending. We just don't get to see it. We're just sad, but that they're gone, and so is the doctor. But they actually did get to live a quiet, normal life. And where is this? so the so the theory is that they're in a di- well, so they're not in a parallel universe. They're well, in another place, but they but then there's their tombstone, so they. We're together. I don't. Yes. Like- so I, I think the idea is that the I don't know exactly when. There probably there probably is a, a a date that comes out there. But the idea is that the angels sent them back into like probably the 30s. Oh, got it. And then they lived out until that point, or well, probably not that far because they died when they were 80. So they, they the angel sent them back 50 years. I guess so. What would that be? So it was 2015. This episode was in. So. 40 years back from that. So the sixties. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, and they just, and they just lived out their life until then. Oh my God. It's like that. Um, it's like that. What was the, the movie with the, with the aircraft carrier that goes back in time? Oh yeah. Philadelphia experiment. Uh, is that the one where, yeah. where, where, yeah. And then they basically, the two people stay and then they show up when the, when they return and isn't it, Char- isn't it Martin Sheen's in it? Yeah. Oh, can you imagine that? That would have been cool. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I found a picture of the gravestone. It doesn't actually have the the numbers on. It just says like how old they were. Oh, gotcha. So, so, they were, so, so obviously, uh, no, obviously, I mean, incredibly powerfully done. You feel, uh, you know, I, I I love the portrayal of River Song where she's basically like, yeah, go do it. 
and she sat. I mean, she's Alex Kingston, just awesome in that final scene. So is so is Karen Gillan. I mean, it's fantastic. I totally love these characters, and it's and it's great. Matt Smith does his. I mean, again, I think he does a great job always of of showing complete and total sorrow and angst as the Doctor. Yeah, it's it's a very guttural ending that is not. They didn't die, and they're together. And I mean, like it's. I think you're totally right. I think this is the best that Moffat could have done. Yeah. I, it's, it's, without without copying something directly from the past, yeah, it really is a a a a, a, a great ending for the two of them because he does actually they do actually get to sort of walk off into the sunset, like they get yeah. to have a you know they they get to be together uh, and and the way and safe. Well, and kind of nice too the way uh, she somehow writes the the dedication uh, in the book. Yeah, yeah. Did you have you read about the the little minisode PS? Yeah, that's right. So there was, I guess, a, a scene they were going to shoot where they is it Rory sends a letter to his dad, right? Yes. Uh, and so they, but they, I guess, uh, scheduling wise or budget wise, they couldn't do it. Uh, and that he sent a letter to basically say, "I'm never coming home, but right. it's okay. Like uh, everything's fine. Thank you for everything, and and we have we live a happy life and all that stuff too." And they so they never got to shoot it, but they they made it sort of an animatic of it. Storyboards, right? Yeah, right. storyboards, and they put it's called PS. But wouldn't that have been? That's I don't. I'm glad they didn't make it. I that's too heartbreaking. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah, to see sort of like we we've already like we already in, uh, in our grief. And I and I say I watched it again and I was still bawling by the end. <laughs> like yeah, when they, 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 they no, it's, it's very. Away, I was like, oh, it's very powerful. I think it's a very good ending for the characters. I wish that I wish the episodes leading up to it weren't so. Mm, <laughs> but that's okay. And again, Statue of Liberty. Mm. See, and I guess. I'm trying to see. I'm, so I'm still looking up the timeline to see if it actually they, somebody has done the work and see. They say she got interviewed in for her book that she wrote in 1969, but it doesn't actually say what the actual date was. So I'm sure somebody's figured it out. I leave that to the fans to go dig around to figure out exactly where it was. But yeah, I mean, I think it was. It's a. It's a really. It's a really great episode, and and as, as opposed to, uh, you know, Power Three, which I think is pretty sparse. This is you know definitely like multiple episodes of things all packed in too. Right, right, absolutely right. Yeah, and, and so we have we say goodbye to the ponds. So yeah. it's we say goodbye to the ponds, but I am definitely ready for a change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they, I think they they had gotten to the. I mean, they were ready to step away, but I think they had kind of done all the variations of things they can do. I mean, how many times can you have one gone from the other? Like, how many times is Amy? taken away from Rory or Rory taken away from Amy right. and have to bring him back. And yeah, it's better just to, to let them go on their way. Well, it'll all be good. I'm looking forward to Clara. As long as they don't mess with the, the show titles sequence again, <laughs> everything will be fine. And, uh, and actually, and, and I forgot to mention, they actually did get to shoot in New York too. So, I mean, that was the big thing too, is like actually get to, you know, run around central park and, and uh, stuff. Oh, did they? To, I didn't know yeah. that really. Oh, yeah. yeah they, it really is. They really actually went to New York and shot a bunch of stuff too. And I believe they actually did a bunch of promotional stuff while they were there too. So they oh, did very cool. appearances and things. I think this is like at, I think this is where they, they there's a big uh, appearance on the Nerdist. They did uh, like a long interview thing that I think while they were filming this and stuff too. Yeah, so so uh, so we're saying by the pond. So what? How do you feel about the the ponds uh, as as companions? Like in there now, oh, we've I've, seen their beginning, middle, and end. No, I I think uh, I really I really enjoy them tremendously. Uh, they are in my top three of all time. 
And I think it's just an awesome story. I wish their story arc did not take the turn it did at the beginning of series seven. Oh, okay. I just don't, I don't care. I, the, it's just the, the, the fake breakup. Kind the, of thing the breakup is ridiculous. And the whole graphics so fast. No, it. yeah, it's, I really, really have a problem with the way this series began. <laughs> and I think it just, it just, it made me less objective because I really think they're great. And kudos again to, to both the actor and actress who are playing them, because yeah. I think as always, the show is lifted up by it, the quality of acting yes. and they're outstanding and, and no, and you have no better proof of that than to see what both of them have done with their subsequent careers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Every time they, they show up in something, they're, they're good. They're, great. they're yeah. really good. Yeah. I mean, obviously Karen went on for this to, to go into the Marvel universe. And it's one of the best parts. Like the, I know she was a great actress from this, but like seeing her as Nebula, uh, like so far from Amy, <laughs> like so she's, she's out, well, no, and, and I'll tell you what, she's outstanding. Um, I know the show didn't get a lot of traction, but the American show selfie that she did with John Cho, it's a fantastic show. Arthur Darvel, fantastic in the DC show he's in. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, League of uh, Le- legends of tomorrow, legends Sorry. of tomorrow. And he's been in other, he's been in like broad church and he's been, I think in a few yeah. other things. So yeah. I, I always like it when uh, when genre people still do genre stuff too. Like uh, it always annoys me when they you you get famous or something and then like from then on you're just like now I'm just I'm just a troubled detective. It's like well, but no. you were a space captain shooting aliens and now you're just like some guy solving a murder. Like, but you know I I, I, I but so I like the people that drift back and forth. Like you know like David Tennant's a great example because like he does Broadchurch. Not my cup of tea, but people really right. like it. And then he does Scrooge McDuck. And it's like, exactly. oh, <laughs> thank there you. Like that, That's what I like. Just, you know, the, for variety, for the swing. And Eccleston's the same way. Eccleston did Heroes, and then he did Leftovers. You know I mean? Like he's you know, always doing something interesting. Well, then he, he did do G.I. Joe, but we won't talk about well, that. Well, yeah. Every, <laughs> hey, Bill's got to get paid, man. <laughs> Those checks got to get cashed, man. Yeah. Come on. No, let's, let's be honest. Nobody walked out of the G.I. Joe movies <laughs> like with their heads held high, except maybe The Rock. Yeah. Not even Everybody's just like, hey, man, I got to pay my mortgage. Dude, I got, I got, I got bills. I got, <laughs> I got to pay these bills. All right. Well, no. Good stuff. I just uh, – I'm still torn about the the – I loved where the show was the previous two series. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm not still big on the changes, the tonal stuff. I just, I don't know. It, this was an interesting, this was an interesting transition for me. Certainly my least favorite s- series of Matt Smith. Oh, okay. Series six entirely, or just the first half here. I mean, series seven. Oh, no, just, the, just the first half. It does get better. And yeah. then it, and then it gets really and then, good. And then, yeah. And then yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right. So, all right. So that was uh series seven part one. So we'll, uh, when we come back, we'll be uh, discussing, uh, we're starting with the snowman uh, and then we'll go all the way up into the, uh, the 50th anniversary special and then into saying goodbye to Matt Smith. That's, it feels like it's, uh, we just got to know him and then we're already going to be having to say goodbye. So, all right. So, all right. So uh, thank you all for listening. We'll, we'll be back soon with the, with the next part of this one. Uh, in the meantime, you can take a moment to, uh, to mourn the ponds, uh, <laughs> but enjoy the time together and know that they uh, ended up living in, in America. And uh, having a pretty good time with things for what they think. Yay! All right, so uh, uh, thank you to Engineer Alice for uh, engineering all of this stuff. She, all the professionalism comes from her. All the mistakes are our own. Thank you, Rob, always for uh, for coming along and doing this, and for your alternate titles. Uh, and uh, we will see you next time.
You've been listening to a Legible Scrawl audio production. Find out more about us at our website, legiblescrawl.com. You follow us on Twitter at Legible Scrawl or find us on Facebook. The music you're listening to is Zazzy by Kevin McLeod. You can find out more about him at incompetech.com. And as always, you're welcome. 